0: Hello, this is Martha. Actually, today I I got to meet my friend Lance. Yes, I got to meet my friend Lance. This is my first time meeting him in person. And he's a very kind man, seriously. I do talk with him on phone, like on phone, on WhatsApp, but I've never got to meet him. But today, he's just extraordinary. He's very, like, anything you want to know about life, anything you want to know about, just him on just life. Anything you want to know about life. Please. YouTube, Telegram, Instagram, Twitter, all the social media channels. You got to find him there. He's very inspiring. He's very positive. If you want anything positive about life, please subscribe to Landscape. And then every day you got to see different videos, different talks, different topics about life. Mm-hmm. See you. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Last Curve. Yes, folks thought I wasn't going to do a show today. I had such a hectic day earlier that it just pushed everything back. When I came inside, I just napped out. But I promised a show last night, but sleep took over. That mountain air is an intoxicant beyond anything that you can find on a pharmaceutical level. Trust me. I'm glad to be here. We're going to smash some content this week for sure. I'm definitely going to make it up. But I promise this show, it might be a little later, but here we are. Better late than never. I want to welcome everybody in. We'll give a few moments before we just start the topic. Not going to be forever, but you know, I always talk about the black church in America. But more so, there's more of a point to speak about with this, because... I've learned personally, working in prisons and working in jails, that these factors, no matter where you are in life, you're going to find them. You're going to find greed, covetousness, envy, anger, haters. We just can't escape it. Most of us don't understand that when we desire something sometimes, it is not really us but you take the blame because you made the decision to give into the temptation. But we're triggered by so much. We're triggered by the television. We're triggered by social media. We're triggered by people who are around us, who we feel have our best interest in mind. Most times we have to live life for several decades before we really cut through down, down to the core of who we are. Most, Most of us are walking around emulating some some stimulation, something external that we're not aware of. This is why Hollywood is so important. These standards that they set, and it's evident in the church. The title of this show, The Lord Said That Her Husband Belongs to Me. I'm going to say it again. The Lord Said That Her Husband Belongs to Me. Now, how could you say that? You don't know what's going on with them. And we have many individuals out here who they will call Jezebel spirits, but it's not just in the church. But I want to speak about this Jezebel spirit. I want to talk about, in a funny way, the buffoonery that goes on in the black American church and beyond. Because out here in the motherland, trust me, we have mega churches that go on the same way, and even smaller ones. Now, I'm not here to trash. Anyone's spirituality. But spirituality and religion are two different things. Haven't you noticed? Many don't. We've been rewired by by the colonizer to think that religion is spirituality. So what church do the deer go to? What church does the dog go to? To the cat? cat. What church do they go to? But I find that they are more on their frequency and they don't have to go to a church house for it because it's natural. You see, oftentimes, and I'm not trashing everybody because most people don't know any better. And this is where they find themselves, but they can find themselves in the company of predators. And they're, there praying P R A Y, but they also pray P R E Y. To subsidize that pimp pastor for money. To go and get love bombs at first when you first join and you think it's the best place in the world to go to, and you realize after a while the scandals and the different things that go on there, and you leave disappointed. But we're gonna start out with the church, and it's crazy because if you go to a hospital waiting room when so many people are sick, they're sneezing all over you, they're coughing, they're bringing up phlegm. Some may have a broken leg. That's not contagious. But you go there to get well. So you think. We, we know the deal about hospitals and the pharmaceutical industries. But the bottom line is that you go to a place where there's so many sick people, they don't walk through the door and get healed, do they? It takes time. And maybe not there. See, here's the thing. Do you bathe in somebody else's dirty bathwater? Well, that's what's happening oftentimes when you go to these superficial places. Now, I've met a lot of sincere people, and I've met some real people in these places. But more and more, the more superficial it has become, the less and less effective it has been in changing people's lives for the better. What do they say? The definition of madness is to do the same thing over and over and expect a different result? Well, when most people go to the house of the Lord, They don't find anything of a spiritual nature there, just religion. You're religious when you brush your teeth. You're religious when you comb your hair. You're religious when you wipe your backside every time you go to the bathroom. It doesn't bring you to a place of higher spirituality or a higher vibration. But yet you'll see buffoonery like come you into the church. What's your address? We want to come see you. We want to come talk to you. That's the last thing you should do. They're coming to inspect your house. They go to the bathroom to count how many toothbrushes are in there to see how many people live there. They'll even go into your medicine cabinet to see if there's any drugs that you're taking for for any health reasons or mental health reasons. They're going to get a full diagnosis of who you are. And when you walk away to go to the restroom yourself, if you have any bills sitting around, they're going to find out how much you're paying on your car note. They're going to find out so much about you. So do not let these people in your house. Beat them back at the church. that's the safest place for you to go. but um I took time making this banner, and I didn't see the actual word of what I wanted to focus on, but I wanted to focus on this thing called the Jezebel spirit. and this is not a sermon. we all know what it is it's, it's let's just break it down. What are the traits? of a Jezebel spirit. Well, the term Jezebel spirit is often used in Christian circles to describe a manipulative and controlling personality, drawing inspiration from the biblical character Queen Jezebel in the Old Testament. But it's not just an Old Testament thing, and it's not just where the Jezebel spirit is in the church. The Jezebel spirit could be one of your teachers, your children's teacher. It could be that person on the job that doesn't want you to excel because they're jealous of your talents and abilities. They're usually narcissistic, and they have to have control. I want to name off a couple of traits that they have that will, if you have the more traits like this, pretty much you are a Jezebel. Charm and seduction. The individual often presents themselves with an initially charming and charismatic demeanor drawing people in. Yeah. They say all the good things. They say all the sweet words. They give all the sweet compliments. They, 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 let's just say it the street way. They gas you up. They gas you up for the kill. You're no different than a turkey in America before Thanksgiving. The turkey's running around in the yard saying, wow, I may be roped in this yard, but they feed me so good. They give me all the good vitamins, injections, or whatever the little drops they put in the food. I feel so strong. I feel so healthy, and I, my weight is up. They don't really think this, but look, they're living good. But why? Because you're going to find that turkey's going to find itself on your table during Thanksgiving, dead, getting carved up. And when you're chasing that turkey down to wring its neck and kill it, it realizes all this time that it was gassed up to make to feel good, that they're actually living good, and that you're so nice. No, you knew exactly what you're going to do with that turkey. These Jezebels, these narcissistic spirits that seduce you with charm, they know exactly where they want you. They want you below them. They want you to worship them. They want to get all the attention. Attention-seeking. They constantly seek attention, needing to be the center of focus in conversations and activities. So could you imagine YouTube and social media? You know how many Jezebels are out here? And they say the good words and they do the good deeds as far as what you can see. But, man, and then they get angry when other content creators do good. They want to outdo them. They don't have their own lane. It's a deficiency inside of them. They must have attention. I don't understand it, but this is just the way they are. They manipulate. Manipulation. They employ manipulative, I'm having a Mike Tyson moment, tactics to control others, often through subtle means. i just going to check my sound here. Okay, I think we're good. I think we're good. But the subtle means. They don't come out and obviously try to steer you in the direction they want you into. They take their sweet time, but first they study you. They study to see if you are in awe of their oratory skills and how they seduced you. The more gullible that you are, the easier it is to manipulate you. And to go back to the church, I've seen this time and time again. And I'm going to talk about certain situations that I have seen in the church, really started by these Jezebel spirits. And understand that in the beginning I said it was about Queen Jezebel in the Old Testament, but the Jezebel spirit is not just women. It's also men. More and more I'm seeing more male Jezebels in our midst. Personally, I have dealt with them, definitely. They ride with you for a long time. And when they feel they can take over, they throw you under the bus. And then they go on acting like everything's normal, and you're the one who's wrong. It's crazy, right? But manipulation, that's one of their chief tactics to get you under their wing. Deception, of course deception. The Jezebel spirit is associated with deceit, using lies and half-truths to achieve their goals. Some people call them the whispering spirit. See, they whisper, whisper, whisper. They never come out and say in public, but they whisper. Hey, let me tell you about what happened. Let me know what I think. Or let me know what you think. But, but this happened, and this one said this one, and that. And they're trying to turn you against a person that they're trying to turn the world against. Right? I've had that happen to me out here in Ghana when I first got here. Y'all know. I ain't gonna see no names, but it's crazy. Like, what do you want? What do you think you're gonna get? Like I said. I don't care if you live to a thousand years on this level. The bottom line is that this is just a pit stop to eternity. This doesn't last long, this experience, and that's all it is. We're a spiritual being having a human experience. Enjoy it. Make the best of it. Pass the test and move on. Because this is a placement exam. This whole lifetime, yes it is, and we're allowed to make mistakes. But these people want to just rule over you and suck your life force away from you. Everything must be about them. And especially in the church where you can get attention and you can sing real good or you can preach real good, put the words together real good, and people are there telling you you're the man or the woman of God. Wow. The man and woman of God. Do you know what that entails? God is perfect and we are not. How are you going to put that? Look, I've had people tell me that in the past. I wasn't even trying to be somebody's pastor. Lance, I think you're a man. of. I'm like, uh, 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 uh. don't, 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 don't do that. I'm not even going to set myself up to fail like that. If something comes through me righteous and you can use it and you give praise to the most high, fine. But it ain't me. We ain't going to play that game. Because that's something that once you start and you get into that, it can be so intoxicating. You start to believe that you are the author of all that's around. And you will find people who will support you and, and, and echo those other things that people say about how great you are. And they stop looking at the word of God. I'm just saying it to be sarcastic, right? We know what the deal is with the black church, right? But they stop looking at that. And they start making stuff up. <laughs> but this Jezebel spirit thing and divisiveness, Jezebel spirits may sow discord and create division among groups to weaken them. Discord and division. They'll gang up on somebody and make stuff up to go against the person because they feel that person may have more attention. You see the Jezebels in the church. They will hold some position. They may even preach. But anybody who can potentially do something better than them, they don't like. So they must go after them to weaken them and their reputation. And when you come online, you better be ready for that because this place here, this is why me, I'm on cruise control. I'm going to make my content every day, but I'm not sitting here trying to be the most famous, the most well-known. There's other lanes that I'm in. There's things I'm doing that nobody knows I'm doing. I'm right up there with it. Oh, I didn't know that was Lance Kirby. I've been listening to this person for years. It's crazy, and it's never going to end. Human nature on the lowest vibrations will always be there. There'll be always people who feed into that. And right now, 60 years old, I want to go higher. I want to go higher in the express lane. I'm not going to say, my father used to tell a joke, right? As he got older, you know, he passed away at 74. He transitioned, but he would talk with my friends and and myself who were laughing and talking. And if he said like, his way of saying it was, like, it was like a threat, right? But he wasn't threatening anybody. We were joking. So we would say, hey, what would happen if somebody did this to you or did that? He said, listen, I ain't, got, I ain't got much time to give the man, <laughs> meaning that I'm older now, and you're not going to get that many years out of me incarcerated if I go upside somebody's head. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was realistic about that, but it was a joke. But there's some people out here who are worthy of you going upside their head because – The things they do to plot your downfall, the things they do to break your spirit, you're not bothering anybody. You're just trying to do what it is that you do to live a better life, to hone the craft, to just do better. And you're not threatening anybody. You're just doing your thing. But this is what they take pride and joy in. Being center stage and tearing everybody else down. So here we go. Spiritualized pride. They may use religious or spiritual language to justify their actions and present themselves as superior. We did a show, I think it was back in 2012. 2012. It was a show that we did on Blog Talk Radio, and we uploaded it up on YouTube, and I think it has about maybe eh, around 84,000 hits, whatever. Not, not as much for the time that it's been out there, but there was a lot of engagement in the, in the uh, comment section and in the chat room. It was, it was really deep And they were speaking about Juanita Bynum Yes, I called her name One of the biggest Jezebels In the black church But you can never tell her that And the thing is with these Jezebels They feel entitled For whatever it is they want And they will justify it with, with scripture I mean, and they will have you believe in it They'll do it so slick And they put themselves as a the god Beside God, right And this is how they do It's crazy. Disregard for authority. Jezebel spirits often resist authority figures and may challenge or undermine leadership. You have not just a church, but a group in a church or a group. It could be be on the job. This is not just church. I want you to focus on it more so everywhere else other than the church because we know we have it in the church. Jezebel spirits often resist authority figures and may challenge or undermine leadership. This is what they do. This is their hobby. This is what they do. So here it is. It's, it, it's amazing because on a job, right, on a job, you have a supervisor. He knows what he's doing or she knows what she's doing. And you look at it where you listen to this person. Well, there's somebody else who wants that position. And what do they do? They whisper into the ears of everybody else, well, you know, that's wrong, but, you know, we'll take that up another time. But this is what I think we should do and try to act as a supervisor on this job who's been there for years. And if you have a problem with the supervisor, why don't you go to them and talk to them? Why don't you speak on it? Why do you have to go to other people and whisper in their ears, and now you've got this game going on? When all of them get fired, the ones who are partaking in this, now they're sitting there looking stupid. Because you can see it so clear. And you can't be hesitant to deal straight with these Jezebels. And they're going to make sure when you expose them that you are going to feel their wrath. This is what they do. They can't stop it, right? Isolation. They may try to isolate individuals from their support networks, making them more susceptible to manipulation. See? Isolate individuals from their support networks, of course. You may have friends or, or associates that are friendly on a job. They'll try to break you up. And once you're isolated, you're more apt to listen to what they have to say. They're not going to do this in one shot. It may take six months to creep up on you. This is why You know, on the banner that you're looking at, there's that church chick. She's saying that about the husband and wife, but it's much more than that because there's so many different scenarios. And then you have that kind of medusa looking wicked one. I'm not this beautiful woman, too, but I'm just saying that's the role, the imagery that I wanted to put up there. But you don't see her, but you feel the manipulation of these Jezebels, and it will creep up on you. You You might even begin to believe some of the things they say, and they move with a half-truth. They can speak a half-truth and tack on anything they want to it. This is how they move. Guilt and shame. Jezebel Jezebel spirits use guilt and shame to control others' exploiting vulnerabilities. So, you might have gotten hired on a particular job, and you are honest with the administrative people that do the hiring, and you tell them, listen, I have these degrees, I have years of good work and production, but I had a drug problem. I had a drug problem for three years, and this is why you don't see me employed. I never stole anything. I never did anything wrong, but I I just had to have drugs. I lived with my folks. For a while, they put me on the street. That's when I woke up. I checked myself into a rehab, right? So now the employer says, listen, if you can prove this to me about the rehab and you have to check your background, make sure there's no criminal or whatever, then you got the job. And that person is so overjoyed. And this person is really good at what they do in a particular uh, department. And when they do what they do, you have that Jezebel who, because of that hiring person that shared information with the other people and human resources, somebody opened their mouth. You know she used to smoke crack. You know she was a crackhead. I know her from the neighborhood. She was out there prostituting herself. She didn't tell the people that. But this next person added on to it. Now the Jezebel gets a hold of this information. Oh, really? And so she's so good at what she does as a threat to me? And, hmm, she starts to spread the news. Guilt and shame, a tactic to make you feel less than to make you not feel secure in pursuing a career. Now you don't know who knows your secret. You told this to one person, and maybe that one didn't tell, but the handling of the paperwork, and they see what you said, and they go run with it, and the Jezebel gets it. It's bad enough that it's common knowledge, but the Jezebel gets it and uses it as a sword to cut you down. So this is what I would mean. Any information about me and my wild days, bring it. I'll tell you about it. I'll tell you a better story than that. You have to refuse to let a person use guilt and shame on you. You not. You may not be proud of what, what it was that you did, but you have to face up to it. And say, yes, I did that. I did that, and it was then, and this is me now. I improved. So your attempts to bring this up from the past, we already know what that is because You're only making me look good because I'm better than that now. How about you? You're in my business. You're telling it. What's the purpose? What's the motivation? What's the hidden agenda and secret motivation with this thing? It's obvious. You're intimidated by me. That I could be a cracker. I'm not saying it's me. I'm saying in the story that I could have been one walking the streets on crack and whatever, and look at me now. You never fell that low, but you'll never get as high as me when you really see how far I came. So there's a way to flip it. But many people retreat and get timid and, you know, we allow these Jezebels to have their way. And, again, we're not just talking about the church. We're talking about life in general. Right? Intimidation. Intimidation. They may resort to intimidation tactics to assert control and dominance. They may pull you to the side of these Jezebels, right, and really act out in a way they would not do in public, right, just to put their foot down. They'll tell you directly, you know, you are not going to take over this choir. I'm the choir director, and I know you want my position, and you'll never get it, and I'm going to do whatever I can do to destroy it. They'll tell you in an unguarded moment, and they will work hard to destroy you, to keep you away from what they're intimidated at you, and you're not even thinking this way. You're going into a situation with an open heart, and you just want to help. You just want to be a part of, even on a job. This particular person who may be a Jezebel was out sick for 10 days, and you had to take over that position because you partially know what it is that they do. And they notice that, whoa, you know, we, we didn't expect you. We know you're good. This is not your position. This is not your area of expertise, but you did a very, very good job. And so the Jezebel comes back and hears about it, and instead of saying, wow, I'm glad the company has good backup, so if I'm not here, I know I know myself, and I'm the top of the line, but, you know, now they feel threatened by you. So they have to intimidate you. And then you have emotional blackmail. Jezebel spirits might use emotional manipulation to get their way, leveraging guilt or fear. Like, again, they might know something about you. Oh, saw that woman you were coming out of the hotel with. That wasn't your wife. But I'm quite sure, you know, you don't want that to be out there. And I'm quite sure you're not going to try for that position. They do some stuff. This world ain't easy, y'all. I've encountered many Jezebels, male and female. And this is why more and more I'm rolling solo. I have the people that we get down here with, but it's just tiring. I just want to do what it is that I'm doing, and that's why I'm glad that it's not like I'm on a job. I'm not saying that it wouldn't be nice to have a little extra money, but I'm I'm just glad that I don't have to be forced to be around all of these entities. If I say, you know what, I'm shutting down for two weeks, I ain't going to do nothing. Life goes on. YouTube goes on. Everything goes on. But I realize I can go at my own pace with certain things, and it's not mandatory that you have to deal with these toxic, dysfunctional entities. Why do people beat themselves down going to a church where they get wounded more than they get healed? Don't you come there to get healed? So why are you going to a place where you're not being healed? It's just more toxicity, more gossip, more foolishness. Who wants to be bothered with that? Oh, man, yes. A lot of men have that spirit. And you see, it wasn't like that before. I'm not saying it was just a woman thing, but men are becoming, it's it's not a thing about their sex. It's about, of course, their spirit, but these days we don't have real men. Let's just say the damn thing. These men are just B-I-T-C-Hs, and that's not relegated to a sex. That's a state of mind. You know on the street when they say B I T C H they're trying to say a woman, right? But <laughs> it's an equal opportunity type of you know characteristic. And we have more of these soft, moist, butthurt men who are going around acting like this. You know, male Jezebels, worried about what the next man is doing peeping over to the next man. I saw him with a woman. What is he doing? So what do you want me to be with? Who do you want me to be around? You won't know. So if I'm around a dude, that means I'm a homo and doing something with him too? I'm not going to live my life like that. So you'll never bring no uh, uh, fame or guilt for what? When the world and the media and Hollywood and all these different people, oh, it's okay to do this. Dwayne Wade, pushing his son to be a little girl, to chop his penis off at 18. That's sick. That's sick. But we applaud that because the media says so, and so we're like puppets, manipulated. Pastors can't talk about this stuff anymore. They'll lose that that, uh, status that they have with taxes and they can't be pastors no more. Well, tell the damn thing. Go out in the street with a bullhorn on a corner and have church right there. Forget about the brick and mortar building. You want to talk about principle. You don't want to deal with the bending down to the powers that be. Then you a punk pastor then. You a punk. You're supposed to be a rebel. Of course you're supposed to obey the laws of the land to a point, but when you have an opinion and a perspective that can help lead people out of confusion, you can't do it. So if you can't do it, how do they say it? Spit or get off the pot because you're a fraud. You're a punk, and you claim that, oh, yes, I'm blessed and highly favored. i got the Lord behind me. Well, if you got the Lord behind you, and you say this Lord is the most powerful entity in the universe. What are you doing being a punk and scared to speak your mind on what's right or what's wrong? Shoot me down as a real man because I'll never stand up as a punk never i've never never done that hey come let's talk i'll tell you how it is i'll tell you how it is i don't care who you are you can be the government government of the united states i don't care i don't care that's why i probably this video will get like negative 234 hits <laughs> not even two that's the way it is let's get back to the point exploitation they exploit others for personal gain whether it be financial, emotional, or relational, personal gain. If they don't see any value in you, they have no purpose for you. If they they do not see you bringing something to them, they have no purpose for you. And that's the thing. You can have lower level uh, Jezebel spirits working along with you when you have a higher position than them, but they're going to gun for you sooner or later. They're vipers, like a succubus, an incubus. They suck from you. They want what you have. They want power. They're relentless. They have no empathy. They're narcissists. They will do you in. They will throw you under the bus at the perfect time. And we all know people like that, and we see them in Hollywood. We see them in politics. We see them all over. And they're very cunning and manipulative sustained over time, not where they just may appear to be this way and we find out that there was like nothing, but no matter what and from wherever they go, they do the same thing from job to job, from church to church, from neighborhood to neighborhood. They have a track record of this. See, these people, from what I find, you can't trace back long-term connections that are favorable because they always burn their bridges. You see what I mean? It's always something new. Like, like, what's their history? But it ends at a certain point, and there's mystery behind it. There's no long-term nothing with these people. They can't even maintain friendships. I know Jezebel male spirits that cannot maintain male relationships. I'm not talking the homo stuff. I'm talking about just friendships over the years with other men because they have to do the men. They can't stand to see anybody excel in an area that they can't. That's that you can't. But we're not going to have talents in every single area of our life, in our world. We could have multiple talents, but don't be mad at somebody who is good at what they do and happens to not be what you do. I know a dude, big muscular dude. You know what, he's, he's good at sewing. He's good at making outfits. He makes the best dresses. I'm going to have him on the show in a couple of weeks. Showing his face, we're going to be sitting next to each other. So some people will say, oh, oh, that's a woman's thing. But that's his talent. He makes men's clothes too. But he has an eye for that. And, of course, there are other people who feel that he shouldn't be. He should be somewhere in the field lifting up boxes or somewhere in a night shift, you know, up putting up stock on the shelf. But he's very talented. And some people will kind of turn that against you, see? These Jezebel spirits, these narcissists also have a lack of empathy. These individuals often display a lack of empathy for the feelings and needs of others. You could be hurt emotionally. You could even be hurt physically. And you go to them for an understanding. They may not be able to help you, but when you see how they're looking at you, you realize they don't give a damn about you. No empathy. Disconnect. Disconnect. They can only act like they have empathy when they want to get next to you and get something from you so they know how to cry on command. Not that you have to cry, but they can seem so concerned. Oh, I hope this works out all right for you. See, they're doing this because they want to get in your good favor. But deep down, they just don't care. I've had people do that to me. People who are close to me, I thought they were really in my corner. And they try to tear you down, and you realize it you banish these people, zero contact, these narcissists, you can't. You cannot let them back in your world. Jezebel and narcissists, those are interchangeable words. And again, Jezebel just doesn't mean a female, right? They also have an inability to handle criticism. Jezebel's spirits react strongly to criticism, often responding defensively or aggressively. How dare you challenge my greatness? Don't you know I'm at the top of the food chain? Don't you know when you talk to me, you're talking to the best? I'm the greatest? I'm this? We're not talking about the greatest like a Muhammad Ali. But but they're just there for their benefit. That's how they roll. (laughs) There was a a church, and there's a brother who comes through, and he's probably going to comment on it because he used to go to that church. And I used to go to that church when I was like, eight years old, with good friends of mine. like That was part of it. Like, man, you go, okay, I'll come with you. And so we sit through the whole thing. But when it's time to eat, we're there, running around, playing. You know what I mean? It was an all-day thing. And it was in South Ozone Park, Queens. 135th Street, Rockway Boulevard. Right, This is back in the 70s. And there was a woman who was the mother of one of my best friends at the time. And we used to go with his brothers and sisters. The whole family used to go. It was like eight of them. So we all used to go. And I was like an adopted member of the family. So there was a, a, a pastor. He seemed to be a nice guy. I won't say his name, but I can see his face just as clear. And he had a wife, right? Or well, he still has. I don't know if they're still alive, but had a wife that she was domineering. She was a Jezebel. Now, the mother of my best friend at the time, she had a really good singing voice. And when she sung, it roused the crowd. I mean, she wasn't even trying to, like, I'm going to get popular off this, I want to be known as the best. When she started singing, she was very sincere in, in her belief. And you could feel it. It may not have been, you know, but she was sincere about it. You didn't detect anything toxic about her. Basically, she would sing her ass off. And Week after week, she'd come and do that, but the pastor's wife sung also, and she sung very well too, but she was lacking something. Something was missing. Something wasn't there, and um, <laughs> she was so jealous of my friend's mother. So what do you think? She started the whispering. She started the ridiculing because my friend's mother, they weren't rich people. It was eight brothers and sisters. The father was sick, in a nervous condition. So she was doing what she could do to keep the family going. And she did quite well. She did hair in the house and she did other things outside. Um, the children always were dressed nicely, always mannerable, always correct. I'll say that. But this Jezebel spirit did not like her. And she was whispering about her trying to say nasty things to turn people against her. I know how that feels. Because Jezebels don't like me too tough. Whether they're male or female. So she endured it. She didn't pay it no mind. So the pastor's wife was into a lot of other things. She was into the occult. We didn't know that. So she would often find herself with putting her hands inside the woman's hair, my, my friend's mother's hair, the one who sung so well. And she didn't pay it no matter. oh, your hair looks so nice. And she just touched a little bit. And they were these two glued-together matchsticks in the sign of a cross held together by a tiny rubber band in her hair, and she didn't realize it. And one of the daughters, mom, what's that in your hair? And she tucked it not on top, but she slid it in the hairstyle. She didn't even know it. And she found this thing. And there's other things that was discovered that she was doing. I don't know about those things like that. We'll talk about it. We know we have African spirituality, which is often the shield and cover for the occult. When people are into the occult, and they try to fool you and say that's what it is. But it's not that. Right? So after it was confirmed that she had a problem with her, there were things that were happening. In this woman's house. Things that the children would see. I'm just telling you what is. You know what I mean? Um, the little black hairy things floating around the house real quick. And it would chase the kids around. Believe it or not. Now me, I used to stay over there a lot. I went downstairs to go into the refrigerator to get some Kool-Aid. I ain't going to lie. With some raspberry Kool-Aid. It was cold. And some big glasses. And everybody ate. So okay, I'm spending the night there. I saw something out the corner of my eye shooting around like a mouse on the floor and it wasn't a mouse. Man, I got the heck out of dodge when that happened. You know what I mean? I was like, listen, I love y'all, but I'm not going to be coming over here all the time. This thing dies down. And it was other things. They would see things. And I'm like, whoa, superstition. I don't know. I know what I saw. You know what I mean? And she was just so adamant on keeping her from that church to shine like she did. And she took sick and got really sick at one point and almost left this earth. So when you have collective hate. Even if it's not the hocus-pocus stuff, you have these Jezebels who collectively hate you on different levels because there could be multiple Jezebels. Sometimes these Jezebels have an alliance with each other. And they agree to work together before they go and destroy each other. They come against you to get you out of the loop for what they feel that you're going to get or take from them. Exactly. Janet Gaines. The pastor's wife be on something <laughs> right? It's something else. Yeah. Because see, not all I've known some pastors' wives that all right, they're cool, but that whole hierarchy is just weird for me. The first lady. So wait a second. You a man and you got your wife? And you supposed to address this woman as the first lady? Whether this used to Jezebel or not. First lady? Isn't your wife supposed to be the first lady? What's wrong with you? Unbelievable. So, we have those who are delusional in the church. And, like I said before, the Lord said that her husband belongs to me. It could be another member of the church, it could also be the pastor. Because we have a lot of people, and I'm not ragging black women. Because you have know, a lot of black men who are in the church, not all, but some, but too many, who go there for help. And they end up being in a place with a bunch of sick people, forgetting about healing, right? And they join up and hook up with these people. And they get in suspended animation, stuck in the place that they're in, and they never heal, and they never grow. You go in some of these churches, and it's really a family affair or a bunch of cliques that you can't permeate and get into, and they eyeball you, and you're you're an outsider. And only if you can do something for them, they'll let you in. But this woman who said, the Lord said, her husband belongs to me, it will go beyond all logic. They'll find scriptures to support them, right? Well, she's not, she's not treating him right in the bedroom. So I'm going to be the one to give it to him because I'm really the wife. You got women who are jealous. Of the wife, you got wives who are jealous of an innocent woman who's in the church because she might be a little more attractive, a little more shapely. The husband's not paying her no mind, but she's looking at it like a threat. So she's coming to the church innocent, and you try to tear her down, and she doesn't know why. You treat her nice at first. You see, this is why we have so many different things in these different weird old uh supposedly spiritual hierarchies which are just religious uh circus that's what it is please don't put yourself in that position don't do it you know i'm gonna wrap this down i know it's only 45 minutes and i try to get an hour in my throat's dry i had a long day but i'm going to be in all day tomorrow and probably we'll do a part two on this i use the same banner Boom and put part two so we don't cut it short too much. But the way my throat is, I'm thirsty, y'all. And up here it was a bit a little humid and I lost a little bit of water. So we're gonna go in more tomorrow, maybe early. And I have maybe two other things I want to talk about. Some good topics, some deep stuff. But this is current. This is what's happening in the world right now. And it's hard enough to pay your bills. It's hard enough to deal with personal issues. And you got this person riding your backside trying to tear you down. It's not right. It's not right at all. And I'm going to tell some more stories of the Jezebels that I've known in my life, whether it's in the church or not. And, um, I hope you are listening because they listen to the show too. <laughs> anyway, I want to thank you all for being here with me and, um, I'm a little I did a lot today. I got a lot done today and I'm glad for that. We're gonna keep on going with the work, keep pushing forward. But it's not like me to do one show a day and do something under an hour. You know, there's so many different things we're pushing with that we're gonna come with new and um you'll see. But anyway, I like the battle? <laughs> I took time and did that and I wanna put more energy into that more so in every facet of what we do. The Jezebel's out there just gonna have to have nightmares because we're gonna keep on going, keep on stronger more momentum, and be a student of the game, a humble student of the game, because I'm not into the attention. If you didn't even know who I was, it doesn't bother me. I'm not here for that. I'm here to do what it is that I'm supposed to do. But Anyway, we're going to wrap this down. I'm going to hit the sack. I'm feeling it. I ain't going to lie. I'm human, right? <laughs> even though some people pick up a machine, but it's not the case. Listen, we're wrapping it down. Much love to you all. Lance the Curve out. Thank you. <coughs>